across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So welcome to uh, another edition of From the Terraces. Uh, not much from Cambridge United to talk about apart from uh, a great win on uh, Monday evening in the televised game for Sky against Reading. Uh, and we'll be talking uh, at the end of the show about that. So uh, Matt will join us uh, and Salim's in the studio to talk about that uh, from about 1.30. We're going to start, though, this week slightly differently with the women's football. So uh, plenty to talk about in the women's football. Six games, including the two that are going to kick off in uh, 55 minutes. Uh, spoke to Darren Marjoram and I did speak to Fadi, the uh, Cambridge City manager, but unfortunately recorded four and a half minutes of silence somehow. No idea how I did it, but that's the way it went. Uh, so uh, managed to get hold of Paul Burling this morning, so we'll be talking to uh, both of them. And uh, we'll also be talking uh, to uh, Lance about uh, Histon's progress in the uh, United Counties League Cup and their uh, uh, less than perfect start to the league season. And obviously uh, Robbie and Cambridge City uh, went through in the FA Cup last week. Uh, it was trophy action this week and again another win um, and on to the next round of that. So if you want to talk to us, you can, all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 070490. That's 07919 070490. Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. So... We'll talk about the women's football first. Then um, it's been it's been an, an interesting an interesting week for them. Uh, early in the season, and both City and United had uh, three games this week. There was a midweek game, and then obviously Sunday last Sunday and this Sunday. So let's start first of all with uh, Cambridge United. Uh, they started the season obviously in the uh, League Cup determining round. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks back. Uh, where they fell 5-0 victims to Norwich. They're actually playing Norwich in the league today. So we'll be talking to Darren about that one uh, towards the end of this. Um, but a, a, an interesting start to the season, having beaten so badly, beaten badly by uh, Norwich uh, with a slightly weakened side. Um, they came out and uh, we heard uh, last week uh, beat Hayward's Heath 4-0. Um, Sarah Wiltshire uh, had uh, four goals in that game. Um, uh, so we'll be talking to Darren shortly about that and then there was a midweek game uh, against Sudbury away um, which was a, a very different affair but uh, good for other reasons and then as I say uh, Norwich today so let's start off first of all with the Haywards Heath game as I said this was the uh, first league game having had the uh, City game postponed because of the uh, World Cup final um, in the end uh, a rather clinical demolition of a team that actually didn't look that bad uh, but uh, Cambridge uh, United were just completely dominant so this is what Darren had to say uh, at the end of the game around that game Darren, it'd be easy to look at the score sheet and say this was all about Sarah Wiltshire, but it wasn't. This was a team effort through and through. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have to give 
huge amount of credit to Sarah because the ability she's got is phenomenal. And um, yeah, so you, you can't take that away. We do have to recognise that. But yeah, it was a it was a team effort. And for me, and as we said to the girls during the week, we need a reaction, but not just in training in the game. Too often we've seen a reaction in training and then we come to a game and it doesn't come out. So today the challenge was, can we go and take that over into the game? And I, I was delighted. Really pleased with them. Um, pleased with the efforts as well, because it wasn't just about the quality, but it was about how hard we worked. End of the game, you know, we're still chasing down every loose ball, um, playing on the front foot and continuing to do the things that we've done that have got a success. So, yeah, really, really pleased, delighted off the, off the mark of the first attempt in the league. Um, now it's about we've set that bar and we've got to keep it. And it's interesting having been down to training on Thursday, looking at what you were doing in training. And, and as you say, it has to go into the game as well. And it certainly did this week. The ball was being moved around in a really intelligent way. Everyone was fighting, as you say, right to the final minutes of the game, even though you were four up. And using the ball to go across the pitch over and over again, just giving no rest to the defenders. Yeah, exactly that. And so we, we, we feel that even last week, even though the score was very one-sided, we controlled the game very well in the first third in the build-up phase. But then when it got beyond that and it got to Towards halfway, we just got very panicky and gave the ball away. And you know, it was the master of our own downfall. We got three goals, I think it was last week, that were counter attacks. And you can't keep giving the ball away in those areas and then getting countered like that. So it was very much this week about how do we move it better, quicker into those advanced areas and not panic. If we have to come back, it's fine. There's no no need to worry about that. Get it into the big spaces, and then once we've got it in the big space, can we be really ruthless in front of goal? And you know, I thought actually, you know, Ruth Fox had a really good game today. Bella Simmons had a really good game today. So it was the, the whole front three. I'm really pleased with. I thought we did well. Yeah, as you say, you can't take it away from Sarah, but uh, but there were chances being made by everyone. Ruth particularly unlucky, unlucky not to score. So, uh, again, that must be really heartening to see that it, it, it is everybody. Absolutely, yeah, because... You know, Sarah, Sarah's a phenomenal player, but we need goals to come from all over the team. And I thought we had that that today, that ability to score from all over the place. So, you know, that will come good in weeks to come. I'm absolutely certain of that. But just good to see everybody trusting in the process, uh, understanding what we've done in training. We spoke about it before the game today. We have to do the things that we've done in training. We've do, done them for a reason, specifically to build for this game. Um, so that was important. And obviously now a game again on Tuesday. So um, it was really nice that we got ourselves into a position where we could make changes, get people on the pitch, give them minutes, give people a bit of a breather. And that puts us in hopefully a good place for Tuesday. And that third goal, quite special. Yeah, it was a bit all right, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't bad. Um, and this is the thing. We've, we've got a few players now in the team. We've got some real quality. And the whole, the whole squad, really. We've got players that aren't even available at the moment. They weren't, weren't in the squad today. We have got some phenomenal talent. And um, it's just about us putting it together. And some of that's going to be about learning how we play and learning what we want to do as a group, not just as individuals. And I, and I thought today we started to show a bit of that team play. Yeah, and that was a pretty special goal I can't show you it obviously okay. we, we, when we get our social media up and running properly we can have clips like that on it but uh, it was Sarah Wiltshire hit the ball from distance and it was one of those ones where you, you kind of never doubt that it's going to be absolutely on target in the position the keeper was in there wasn't really much doubt that it was going to go in as well uh, almost as soon as she kicked it uh, we, we all know Sarah's uh, you know um, pedigree um, and how good a signing she was to, to get her back to uh, United um, uh, and obviously as I said at the start of the interview it's it's easy to think that you know she scores all four goals obviously it's a it's a it's a one-woman show but very much not in this case um, there was support from everywhere say so Ruth Fox was unlucky not to score Zoe Ward was un unlucky not to score uh, Zoe Ward just looks fantastic uh, she she bosses the, the the middle of the pitch she picks ball up with a back to goal very very strong um, and then can distribute it so if she gets the support that's something that's going to be really useful for uh, for the team as a whole um, so it, it, that, that was that was a great win um, a great team win and I, I, I go down and I speak to Darren 
run on Thursday after training and sometimes I get there a little early than I intend to and, and watch some of the training. And it is really interesting because you can really... You know that you you could really got a sense on on the on that game of them taking exactly what they'd learned in training and put that into practical use. Um, and you could hear him talking about things that they've spoken about in training and watching the way which with watching the way people responded, which is uh, obviously uh, a really good thing. Um, but uh, it was onwards to Sudbury uh, midweek, and uh, that that again was a. a another potentially difficult game and it turned out to be a very different game in terms of the way in which it played out um before we get into that let's listen to what uh what darren had to say following that game Starry, come down to uh, Sudbury to play under lights. A very different game uh, to Sunday's, but uh, an interesting one nonetheless. Bit of a lacklustre first half for both sides. Plenty of chances, but no one could really make them tell. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I felt for us, we we looked like we was going to give a goal, if anything, from playing out from the back and trying to be too neat and tidy. They pressed us really well high at the pitch, but we just wasn't recognising that it left lots of space in behind and wasn't making the, the use of it. And then when we did try to go in behind the the strikers were making their runs after the ball had already gone and they weren't getting there. You know, Subaru are a fit athletic side, so you're not going to go and beat them if you give them a head start. Spoke about that at half-time. I, I, obviously, Subaru scored twice then in, in earlier in the second half and we changed the shape in the end to, to 3-4-3 and, and just said to the girls, just get more direct because ultimately the ball in behind was doing damage for us and we just didn't do it enough. So, yeah, first half was... It was a bit scrappy at times, wasn't it? You know, there was a bit of football. thought the seven for them... It was, was outstanding and we really struggled to contain her. We'd spoken about before the game. We thought she'd play right and she actually played left coming inside. She caused us trouble. But we rode it out okay in the first half and I thought then we'd compose ourselves and kick on a bit and it, it didn't happen. So, yeah, didn't, didn't want to find ourselves 2-0 down before we reacted, but <laughs> that's the way it was. And they scored a good first goal, but the second one, just you were just caught napping a little bit at the back and it was one of those ones where you sort of looked at, looked at the 2-0 down when you didn't necessarily deserve to be and it looked like it might be a really hard slot but in the end showed an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of spirit in the fight back and I think bringing Otten on into the middle gave you that extra dimension yeah I think both both Gisela Otten and, and Sammy Edgar coming on I thought both of them did really well when they came on for us and we like I say we went to a 3-4-3 and, and I just asked them to be hard to by- bypass through the middle so let's stop them coming down the middle a little bit and then when we have the ball can we just get it out of our feet and just try and get in behind to where our runners were they, they knew then that the triggers were as soon as we shift it out of our feet we go and we and we executed that quite well ultimately and I'll say we, we've, we've got to learn not to be too down before we do that but ultimately you have to be really pleased with the resilience we showed that wasn't us last season that's the thing so these are the steps forward that we're making last season that would have gone from two to three didn't matter what change we'd make it, it quite possibly would have just drifted away from us but today you know we, we showed real fight out there and every player right the way through the team has given absolutely everything and they're all exhausted but uh, you know what a great feeling to come away with a point after being 2-0 down and those last 10 or 15 minutes, it looked like there was only going to be one winner and that was going to be yourselves. That's it, yeah. We, we piled loads of pressure on her. I think we had a couple of moments that we could have made a bit more of, to be honest. Balls that went in behind and, and bounced a bit loose. We didn't probably pounce on them quickly enough and go and get on, on the seconds. But yeah, look, still very, very pleased to have come back from 2-0. The, the challenge for us now is, well, two, twofold. One is to make sure we're ready now for Sunday. There's a lot of people who put a lot of effort in, in two, two games in three days. Uh, and the second challenge is don't find ourselves too down before we go and do that. So they're the things to work on. And we saw a great goal from distance from Wiltshire on Sunday. Uh, Zoe Wood managed to put one in, probably uh, probably better, I would guess. It was. I was right <laughs> behind it. And I mean, as soon as it left her foot, you just knew it was going in. Um, 
Yeah, outstanding player. What a player. I mean, we're very blessed that we've got some great players in our squad to watch, uh, and she's one of them. Um, absolutely delighted that she's here with us. And as I said to her, the first time we saw her train, you know, you're just an absolute delight to watch. You can, those sort of players where you just watch them and think, I'd pay money to watch this player play football, and she's one of them. Um, brilliant goal, brilliant finish. And I, do you know, I really liked her leadership out there as well. You know, when it going got tough, she, she kept instructing other people and scrapping it out, fighting. She dropped a bit deeper later in the game to help us see it through. Um, yeah, d delighted really to have people like Zoe on board. Yeah, and I think they should be. I mean, it, they, they, it's a, it's a really good addition to the the squad. Uh, as I say, she's so strong, um, picking the ball up with a back to goal and turning around and either running with the ball uh, or distributing the ball wherever it needs to be. And I think she's going to be a, a really valuable part of that setup uh, moving forward. Uh, so that was uh, the two games this week. Um, the the today's game is away and uh, Norwich. Uh, they announced quite early on that they were going to put this in Carrow Road um, and they had 7,500 people at the first one they did uh, last season um, and hopefully with this weather they're looking for the same again and uh, we were just talking about this in the studio Salim, is how that will change the, the, the game because obviously the United women have played at the Abbey and they've been there with there's been perhaps six, seven, eight hundred people there um, and they're a friendly crowd and everything else I mean I think in the women's football I don't, you don't see tend to see quite the aggressive crash that you do I think it's because of numbers because if you scream abuse at someone you're, you're very easily picked out as the person that's doing it as opposed to the, the bravery of people who can do it from the stands that are, that are packed but it is going to be interesting. I spoke to Darren yesterday about that game and just what that means. So this is what he had to say. Uh, oh, where's it gone? It's gone. Oh, no, it's there. Sorry, I'm just looking at the gone. So this is what he had to say about the Norwich game. Darren, by the time we go out, it'll be the third game in seven days. Uh, it's a lot of effort to put in, but it was interesting. You started off with a really a clinical demolition of a Haywards Heath side, followed by bit of a struggle in the first half and a game that in, re in previous seasons you'd probably have ended up losing but you came back a really spirited fight back to make it two all so so far four points from two games because today is Norwich yeah, it's been a busy spell, but um, yeah, pleased please with lots of different elements of it, things to work on for sure. Like you say, I mean, Haywards Heath, we, we were we were very dominant on the day and um, as the scoreline shows, but we, we dominated the ball as well and looked after the ball quite nicely. Sudbury was a much different game. They pressed really well, young athletic side, very well drilled. Uh, to be fair to them, I think they'll win plenty of games at home. They ran Norwich. I think Norwich scored the winner in 97th minute or something like that at Sudbury. So, you know, it's going to be a tough place to go. 2-0 down, like you said, and uh, had to show a bit of fight back, which you're right. We, we wouldn't have shown that, I don't think, in previous seasons. So that's a real a real pick-me-up, really, that we could go and get back and get a point. And in the end, I thought we was a little unlucky that we didn't go on and maybe win the game. And then Norwich, you know, coming up next, and it's going to be a really tough game. Norwich are a really good side. Were last year and have already started off you know, very, very well. And uh, we played them in the Cup, obviously, a few weeks ago and had a tough day. So, lot to prove from our point of view, um, but we're looking forward to it. And I guess perhaps a bit of a unique challenge for the girls because there's likely to be quite a good crowd there, bigger than they've seen at the Abbey. Is that something you've talked about with them? No, not at all. No, I've tried to steer and steer clear of all of those things that we can't control because ultimately we've got to focus on ourselves and what we do. So, you know, sessions have been built around how we'll play and what we'll do specifically for Norwich as a team. Yeah, so yeah, that, that will be a factor. I think there's no denying that it will be a factor on the day. And Norwich have played at their at Carrow Road a few times. And like you said, I think the last crowd was over seven and a half thousand. So 
I'm not sure if they're used to it as such, but they're, they're certainly more more aware of what that feels like. So, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a challenge in itself. But um, I think the important thing is for us to just have a little bit of the ball early on and settle ourselves into the game a little bit. And that's what we'll be hoping for. At least for them, it's a home crowd. Although to be fair, I'm not sure that the uh, the women's football the crowds there aren't quite as aggressive as in men's football. <laughs> I'm hoping not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've spoken to Bonds a few times about uh, certain situations in football, and yeah, having having sort of over seven thousand people shouting things that you don't want to hear is probably uh, probably not a pleasant experience. So yeah, hoping that uh, hoping it'll be good fun on the day. And obviously, you had the poor result against them in the uh, League Cup, but that was a very different side, and it was the first game of the season. Uh, you'll be looking to take the experience from the last two games and uh, and really challenge them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in some ways, the fact that we played Norwich in the Cup is is kind of nice. Um, the, the result and the performance wasn't, but at least we've got that under the belt now, and we kind of know a little bit about them. They they played a different shape on the day to what we expected, and they've played that shape again since. So, yeah, it's given us a little bit of an insight into what they might do. But you know, realistically, we've got to look after ourselves, and and we're desperately keen to put right what went wrong on that day as a group, um, and that's us as staff included. So, yeah, looking forward to the game now, and um, just hoping that we can uh, we can go and put on a bit of a show for all those people. So hopefully they will. Uh, I mean, it's a good opportunity for them to play uh, at a, a you know a very historic uh, ground, uh, and hopefully to get a good crowd. Uh, unfortunately, I'd normally go and watch the second half of the women's football at uh, United, but I'm not going to get to Norwich in the uh, time I've got left after I finish here. So uh, I'm going to have to make do. Um, go down to the Histon game uh, after this one. Um, let's uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, City. Well, I would do if I got this right. South Cambridgeshire, Cambridge 105 Radio. Ah, dear, sometimes I wonder if I should be here at all, but there you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, Cambridge City, I, I did have a, uh, an interview with uh, Faid, the uh, new manager, and as I say, unfortunately, got, f- for some reason, four and a half, five minutes of complete silence. Uh, can't mute the microphone, so I have no idea how I managed to record absolutely nothing, but uh, Paul Burling uh, gamely stepped in uh, at the last minute. I phoned him up this morning to see if he could uh, come, so he finished off his walk in the dog and, uh, and came back and spoke to us. Um, they also had a number of games uh, this uh, this last week uh, they started off at Actonians uh, and unfortunately a 4-0 loss 3-0 at half time so a, a better second half um, and then unfortunately another 4-0 loss against Norwich I mean it's difficult you pick the third and the fourth team uh, from last season's game both of whom are, are going to be strong this season and, and you play them against a, a really new team I think they were, they were in double figures in the number of uh, players that came in so difficult to put them together into a, a squad a cohesive squad and I think they've suffered from that um so if he was talking about, you know, he sees a lot in the squad that he's got, but he recognises that there's still work in progress. Uh, was a bit disappointed uh, that the uh, the preseason didn't really work quite as well because the, the, the problem is, is you, you kind of think, you know, it's the the, the whole difficulty of a, a not the non-professional game where people are away on holiday, where people are, you know, they're at family events during the summer, and it's like, you know, you wouldn't get that at a professional club, but you, you, that's one of the the perils of having. To having to do that at, the, at uh, you know non-professional level, that you don't necessarily get the people uh, being able to go to everything that uh, you really want them at. But uh, as I say, I managed to get in touch, touch with uh, Paul Burling. So uh, this is what he had to say this morning when I spoke to him about the season so far. So Paul, 
We talked right at the start of the season before the uh, Southampton Cup game about the fact that there'd been a a big change in personnel, both at a a managerial level, but also a a number of players left, a number of players came in. Um, The the season sort of faltered a little at the start with the uh, World Cup final getting in the way of the United game. And then came the Southampton game and a really good cup result in the league determining round puts you into the League Cup rather than the plate and, and everything was looking good and then unfortunately since then two big defeats um, admittedly against uh, you know the better clubs in the league but it hasn't quite gone your way so far no and you know you've you've hit the nail on the head they were um, strong teams last season and you know four nil on paper looks a bit of a beating on each occasion but certainly the Norwich game was far from a uh, a four nil result um, I think we had two own goals, one penalty, missed the penalty ourselves. And it was just one of those days at the office. It was a really frantic ding-dong game, real good advert for, for women's football. So lots of the fans that were at the game were, were very complimentary afterwards of, of the standard that the two teams produced. Um, but Norwich took their chances. So, yes, the... the, the um, the scoreline says 4-0, but uh, that game was certainly not not really a 4-0 game. And and uh, I suppose if you look at both of the Actonians game as well, was uh, was a 4-0 defeat uh, prior to that. But both of them, you were down 3-0 at half-time. Um, and looking at the scoreline, obviously finishes only 4-0. Um, was that a recovery from yourselves or was it really that, that both Actonians and Norwich took the foot off the gas a little bit? Um, I think certainly in the Norwich game, it was more of a recovery from us. We missed our penalty in the first minute of the second half and um, that could have been a bit of a game changer. Um, the Actonians game, hard to say really. I mean, they they, um, they were always in control, but we changed our shape and um, we looked at a different team. For me, we've just looked a bit rusty and we, we might see that um, there'll be constant improvement going through the season. Um, we probably should have just had a bit more of a vigorous pre-season campaign, really. Yeah, and I guess, uh, as I said, uh, quite a lot of players came in uh, over the uh, uh, summer. Um, it, it makes it difficult, obviously, to gel as a side quickly. And, uh, you know, and we, we, there's no panic. We're only two games into the league season. Um, perhaps the most disappointing thing is the lack of scoring uh, two, two, uh, two four-nil defeats. Obviously, you'd like to get some goals under your belt and uh, points on the board. Yeah, look, football's all about taking the opportunities when they come. Um Norwich and Actonians have both done that and and we haven't quite hit the mark. Um, It will come and we have faith in the players that we have. Um, We're always looking to strengthen also, obviously. Um, But uh, it's, you know, there'll be a lot of teams that play those two teams and have worse results than that this season. So obviously on paper, it looks like uh, a couple of pastings and, you know, no one's going to deny that. But going forward in the season... Um, we we will look to improve and uh, just sort of strengthen in the right areas at the right times and gel better as a team. It's it's a, it's a building process that we're going through.
And if you look at the table, uh, say two games, three games in, it, it's not really much of an indication. But three clubs so far yet to get off the ground. Uh, one of them is uh, Chesham United, who are this afternoon's opposition. Um, I guess it turns this into not really an important game in the overall shape of the season, but a, a game where you're facing someone else who's not made the greatest of starts. You'll want to get into that and, and see if you can pick up points away from home. Yeah, definitely. Look, we've played the teams that finished third and fourth last season and um, at times we've given a good account of ourselves. We're, we're now in uh, our fourth match of the of the season and it's, uh, it's an important game. You know, we can't afford to fall behind anybody, so we need to take something from this game and, you know, get a reward for the hard work that the girls have been putting in in training. And I was chatting to Fadi at training uh, on uh, on Thursday, and he was saying that you know he he can see in there that there's a that there's a really good side just trying to get out, and and at the moment it is really just about getting a game plan together and and kind of the girls gelling as a team. You, you obviously see the same. You obviously see the same as him, and have the same confidence in what's going to happen later on in the season. Yeah, look, definitely, I think. Um... There's a lot of potential in this team. They're still gelling. As I've said already, we probably should have done a bit more pre-season. Um, but the potential's there and, and it's the manager's job to make sure he gets it out of these players. Yeah, it's the manager's job to make sure he gets out of these players. We'll hear from uh, Lance in a minute uh, about how difficult that job can be sometimes as well. Let's take a break and, uh, oh sorry, I should say yes, yeah, so they're off to Chesham, uh, two o'clock kickoff. Uh, hopefully, um, given that Chesham have also got zero points and haven't really uh, taken off yet, hopefully that will be a, an opportunity for City to uh, kind of move forward a little bit. Uh, take a quick break and then we'll talk about uh, Histon. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about all things history. Yeah, um... It's always difficult at the moment talking about Histon. Uh, if you look at uh, they're out of uh, a number of the cup competitions, they're dead last in the table, played seven, won none, drawn two, uh, lost five, six goals for 17 against. And when you put that into context of the end of last season and the sixth place finish and the, you know, there was no secret made of the fact that with playoffs coming in this season, Histon were looking for uh, a playoff spot and that looks to be an awful long way away Way. There's already, you know, a, a 20 18 point gap uh, that they've a 16 point gap rather they've got to make up. So, uh, you know, five games behind, nearly six games behind already, uh, and they've only played seven games. So it's not it's not really the start they were looking for. And we we had that interview with uh, Lance uh, about three weeks ago where he was very honest about the position him and the players were in. Um, and I noticed the Cambridge Independent uh, had run a similar story last week um, about really, you know, the danger. Uh, you know, it, it, we know Lance is a legend at Histon and it's a difficult decision, but decisions have to be made. Uh, I spoke to uh, Lance this morning, and this is after, on the back of their um, United Counties League League Cup win against Bursal uh, United, uh, it actually came uh, to penalties 6 5. Uh, Histon won on penalties, but it's the first home win of the season um, uh, at uh, Bridge Road. Uh, this is what he had to say, including we talked a, a little bit more about the uh, predicament he's found himself in. 
Lance, it was uh, probably a welcome break uh, from uh, the league in the United Counties League Cup first round against Bristol United, uh, lower than you in the uh, league system. Um, a, a game in the end that was won on penalties. Yeah, I mean, it's always a tricky one, very much similar to the, sort of the FA Vars game away at Yarmouth, where you know, you're know going against teams that are only just below you in the league standings, really, because obviously where we are in the league, currently rock bottom, they're only about four or five places behind us. So it was always going to be a tough game. And I thought they started very well. The first probably five to minutes was, was theirs. Um, after that, once we got uh, used to their kind of formation, I thought we, we played very well and I thought we dominated the game throughout, really. And uh, penalties at the end, uh, 6-5 in the end it finishes. I guess you could do no more than make sure you score all your own. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a horrible way to, to win a game of football as such. But like I said just now, I think you know, the previous 90 minutes or the last 80, but I thought we completely dominated. Their keepers made three or four very good saves. Um, and I just thought the way we went about it. I mean, the players got together last week and talked about the situation we're in right now and, and worked on shape and togetherness and compactness and stuff like that. And... You know, it showed today, or yesterday, should I say, in terms of how we went about our, our game plan and uh, team compactness and our shape was far, far better yesterday. Our balance was good, um, everything about us. And I thought we, we actually opened them up quite a few times and created some good chances. And just, again, it was just that, that cutting edge in the last third that, that kind of could not nearly let us down. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, obviously, the league position, uh, rock bottom, with, without a win. Uh, we spoke uh, probably three weeks ago now, and uh, and there was a lot of concern from yourselves in terms of your position and those of some of the players. And you reiterated this in a, a Cambridge Independent article uh, just this week. You've had two signings uh, come into the club, both uh, familiar names, Lewis Mayer uh, and then uh, Matty Allen, who, of course, scored a hatful of goals uh, for Manchester last season. Um, both uh, will obviously, uh, I mean, Lewis played, uh, I see uh, from the team sheets on Saturday, I'm not sure whether Matty did, but they will bring uh, a, a new a new strength into the side, especially uh, a goal scoring, hopefully. Certainly. I mean, uh, Lewis Mayer played left-back for us yesterday and showed real energy. Um, was box-to-box, defended well, got forward well, had good delivery and, had, and gave us a bit more energy, uh, a bit more pace in the side. Um, so, he, like I say, I've worked with him before. We know Lewis very well. Uh, we know what his attributes are. He's a very good lad on and off the field. And uh, yesterday he proved it was a, a worthy signing. Matty Allen is very similar to that. He, he'll be sharp. He'll be at people. He'll get goals for us. Uh, unfortunately, he's not available until next Saturday. But, um, you know, two, two acquisitions to the, to the club, which, which which shows that the board are backing us still. They've told us that, you know, we'll go through September and see how we get on, obviously. Because, obviously, I think... If you take out the Newport Pagan game, we've actually done quite well in the last what four or five games. We've been more competitive, we've been more coherent as a team, and I think the board have seen that, and we're slowly making small steps to move in the right direction. And yesterday was another one of those. And I guess it, it's back into league action next week, and it quite fair it's another busy week for you. You've got Coventry on Coventry United on Saturday, then St Neots Town uh, midweek, followed by the second uh, qualifying round of the uh, the Vars. Um, so. It, it's always it's it's always going to be there that pressure. You need league points uh, on the table to to as you say to lift you out of the, the the precarious position that you're currently in. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, obviously, it's nice to win cup games and get through you know the odd round of these things. Uh, but predominantly, we're 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 based on points in league games, and right now we haven't. We've only got two, and you know, obviously now Coventry United is where our focus goes to for this weekend coming. Um, we, in my mind, I think we need three points out of the game, playing at home against a side that also haven't hit the ground running too well. And, and 
obviously with the back after that you got Saint Nick's who are flying, so you know we've had them watching. They're a very good side, so we we know that next Saturday for ourselves is a will be a great stepping stone if we can get the three points and move and game move in that right direction. You say, I mean, obviously take out the new Hapagnol game and and things things were looking quite good with the, with the draws and, and and the cup game and everything and and that kind of then the Newport Pagnell game came along and spoiled it and you, you pointed out in the newspaper article you gave you gifted them those five goals and that's kind of summed up the season yeah. you've reiterated that the board have obviously brought in players and uh, and they they see a change yeah, that's a really difficult question to ask but how long do you think you've got if 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 the results don't start coming your way at, at what point do the board make that difficult decision well, they they kind of. I spoke to the chairman on Saturday morning. Again, don't mind being up front about it because obviously we're, we're all under pressure. And I said this to the players yesterday, and we brought the whole group in yesterday before the game. We had a 19-man squad. Obviously, we only used 16, and I was very blunt with them. Said that you know this is what the club wants. This is what the club expects. There's going to be some people that will be unhappy and people will leave because of it. Uh, but we basically put it on the line and said that you know things were not good enough. And um, the chairman demands more from us. He's, he's going to give us the whole of September because we've got about four home games or five home games in that time. Hopefully we can turn things around and, and again. But I think they've seen that in the previous four or five games, we've moved in the right direction. And I think that's why they've given us the scope for September to hopefully go and build on that again. And then hopefully put these kind of these demons to bed in a way. And then hopefully we can just move forward because we do have a good squad, Tim. And that's the thing. We just mm-hmm. haven't, again, again, yesterday, we make a mistake for their goal and we gifted them the goal. So, Yes, we equalised straight away, which was good for us. Um, but the Newport Bagel game was, was was so kind of disappointing because we played all right for probably sixty five minutes of that game. But just we just gave some very poor goals away, and like I said, if we can eradicate that, it'd be hard to beat. Then we'll, we'll we'll be competitive in this league. But we have to stop making mistakes. And we, we made one yesterday, but we got through it. So I think the board will, the board will see that if we start moving in that right direction and playing better and performances are better, I'm sure they'll still back us. And I was talking to uh, some Histon fans, and one of the nice things, I guess, is that although there's a there's a disappointment that things just haven't kicked off so far this season, there is uh, a, a massive amount of uh, love for you for, from a long time at the club. But more importantly, people believe that you can turn this round. So the belief of the fans is there, which must be a, a, a great thing for you. Yeah, of course it is. You know, when you spent so well, such a long time at one club, you know. You, you kind of earn that respect in a way, but you don't have to keep that respect by doing the right things. And we've always still done the right things, even right, right now, going through like some bad times. You know, we've we've encouraged foreign players to come back to the club and, and make us stronger. And hopefully by the next week, with Matty coming back in, the fans can see we're, we're proactive and trying to do that. And like you say, they, they have given us great backing over the years and, and even more so now when, when we're struggling. So we thank them for that. And obviously, you know, hopefully we can be involved with some, with, with some results as well very, very soon because, you know, it is a points-driven business, and right now we're not gaining points. But hopefully, we, yesterday was 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 nice to get our phone, first home win of the season, albeit on penalties, and people went away happy. I- it, it, I mean, it's, it's it's nice to it's refreshing to hear the honesty of a manager. Um, we saw this two or three weeks ago before people were even talking about you know what was going on. Um, he was very honest about the situation. Him and the team were all in. Um, 
you know, the, the, it, as as we all know, it's a results game, as Darren said in, in, and Paul said in the, in their interviews as well. And if you're not getting those points, then uh, something's going to happen. Uh, and we got uh, I put Mark on the spot last week to get him to say how long he thought it would be before the board had to do something, and he said ten games. It's going to be a little bit longer than that. So it looks like the end of September is decision time, um, which puts a lot of pressure on uh, both the players and Lance to, to perform because it won't just be him that uh, disappears as a result of any changes it will be players as well because they'll be cutting back and, and changing personnel so I, I do genuinely wish them uh, all the best in uh, you know getting themselves out of the position they're in they, they're not an, they're not an untalented side it's just really not working for them at the moment so hopefully they'll be able to change that uh, we're going to talk about uh, United before we talk about City so uh, we'll just get uh, Matt on the phone and then we'll come back and we'll uh, talk about that Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So hopefully we've got Matt on the other end. Matt, are you there? Hi Tim, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, not 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 a great, well, actually, say not a great deal to talk about. But there was that uh, little matter of Monday night football under lights on Sky TV, um, and whilst uh, I, I guess you know Reading would have regarded themselves as the uh, the, the, the favourites to win that game, I, I I was so impressed. I think it's one of the one of the one of the better games I think we've seen at the Abbey in a long time, uh, not only in terms of the result, but in terms of the way that everyone actually played. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I think it, it was it was an excellent excellent game of football uh, on Monday. Um, you know, a really good advert for, for League One. Um, both teams worked really, really hard in the game, and um, you know, there's okay, there was at times a, a distinct lack of quality on the show, but some of the football as well was, was really good stuff. And um, you know, Reading have that, uh, you know, have that ambition to try and get back into the championship if they can. That's where they've been for you know a long, long time. You know, it's probably the first time in almost sort of fifteen, twenty years that they've been down at this level. And, um, you know, they're in a period of transition at the moment. And I think it kind of showed with, with some of their play. You know, they've got quite a few young players there as well. And, you know, sometimes the, 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 the last pass, you know, that killer instinct at times was missing. But, you know, we, we had to work hard. You know, I thought we played some excellent football, um, you know, some really good stuff and really good link-up play. We had, we had, you know, lots of chances. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, even for a really good game of football, we were thoroughly deserved winners at the end, and the goal itself was a was an excellent team goal. Yeah, I, the, the, I think the nice thing about it as well was that there was genuinely uh, uh, for the for the neutrals, and it, it's a televised game, so they say so you're going to get a lot of those on it. It was a really good game of football overall. Um, it, it was played at a good it was generally played in the, the right spirit there was uh, decisions going either way that could have gone other ways but I think that in general it was uh, you know it was a good high energy game and, and a great advert for for both clubs particularly for us because we won yeah exactly and um, you know that's what you want when you're on the TV and Mark spoke about it during you know during the weekend before the game 
you know, it's an advert for our football club and the way that we want to play now, you know, advertise the style of football that we are playing. And, you know, obviously it's doing something because our crowds are absolutely fantastic right now. And the, the atmosphere around the football club is, is one of a, of a club going places. And, uh, you know, when you've got a team like Redden who has say, you know, they play good football themselves, you know, it, it was a bit of a, you know, at times there was a few agricultural challenges in the, in the game as well. Um, but, you know, there, there were decisions that could have gone either way, as you say, and there were certainly goals that could have gone either way, you know, right, especially right at the end with, uh, with our old boy Harvey Nim 7-1 just cleared off the line and, and everything else. So, you know, there was enough in it for, for people to want to hopefully watch League One football again for... For now, I mean, they might change their minds next month when we play Burton away, because I'm sure that won't be as good. But, you know, that's what we want to see from a game of football, you know, a good high tempo, you know, both teams really going at it, you know, trying to show what they can do on, on not for, you know, just on the TV cameras, but for their fans as well. And, you know, the, the three points are, are the biggest thing for us as, as well, Tim. And, and you know, we, we got them and, uh, you know, it was well deserved in the end. Yeah, it was. And, and t- talking about fans, obviously fans travel a long way to see uh, Cambridge United games. Salim's in the studio with me now. He travelled all the way from Mexico to see that game, or all the way back from Mexico. Uh, I, I mean, we were just talking about it before before the start. It, it was a really good team performance. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the whole occasion itself, the atmosphere at the ground, the energy that the fans brought to the stadium um, on that Monday night was excellent and really supported the players. Um, the players really played as a unit and you could see each and every single player was fighting for their mate. I thought the um, substitutions came on and added another dimension as well. So, um, yeah, I think overall it was a really good team performance. Yeah, I think it, I think it was, and and uh, you, that's what that's what you're looking for all the time. And I think t- that team extended to the crowd as well, as you say. I mean, you know, it's nice to see uh, the Newmarket Road get put in an extra an extra bit of bounce into their bounce uh, just because they were on telly. But it, it, I think it was it was just there was a bit of a celebration going on throughout the game that uh, you know we're back on Sky and we didn't get a single game I don't believe last season, um, uh, which is probably not a bad thing necessarily. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's good to be back in there. I, there were players I mean it's difficult to be Liam Bennett I think was picked out as the Sky man of the match yeah. uh, and it could have gone to a lot of people I mean you know you know, you look at Sulek Aikai had a, a fantastic game Fajiri Oknabiri comes on and what's I think that's three three substitutes appearances and he scored in every one of them um, and you, you've got George Thomas there who who is really making that middle of the pitch his own Matt there's 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 the quality of play coming from so many different places in the team at the moment yeah absolutely um and you know i i agree with you you know you, you could have picked picked out you know sort of three four and or even five players who absolutely deserve man in a match you know you can look at the two centre halves as well who who dealt with the, the strikers really well headed everything away um, never really looked flustered at all or under any sort of pressure. Will Mannion was, was very good as well and goal pulled off that great double save in the first half as well. And, you know, Mark spoke about it as well before. You know, when you've got players sitting on the bench who, you know, as other players get tired and, you know, the minutes tick over, you know, we're playing 95 to 100-minute games at the moment um, with these new rules and everything. 
when you've got players to come off on the sub bench and, and make a difference like they did with, you know, uh, uh, Kamani Gordon coming on for, you know, his his debut as a sub, you know, being heavily involved in, in the goal for Jury, as you said, him every single time he, he comes off the bench right now, he seems to score a goal and it's a really good goal as well and, um, you know, the last Kuchunga looked really good and, you know, was buzzing about and having, you know, effective link-up play and working hard, um, you know, to chase and harry things, especially, you know, deep into the last few minutes of stoppage time as well. So, you know, to, to have it, you know, we've got a really good balance in this team right now, you know, there's a really good energy um, about them, but it, it's important, and as Mark will say, you know, to, you've got to keep that going, you've got to keep that momentum going, and you've got to try and keep all these players match fit as well, you know. And uh, if, if they get injured, you know, that's when we'll probably start struggling. So touch wood, we don't. But yeah, we're in a really good spot with this squad right now, and uh, yeah, long may it continue. I got a question, and this this might put you on the spot, so feel free not to answer this one, Slim. But generally, what is it about Brophy that attracts such a massive difference in opinion of the way in which he played? I mean, there were people at the start of that game uh, who who were launching into him, and they should have been, I don't know why he's on the pitch, I don't know what he's doing there. And at the end, it's, oh, he was great, he was great. And there seems to be, it's that polarisation of fans that, even I, I said, to, I said to Joe, my son was watching the game with me, and I said to him, "I think Brophy's having a really good game." And he went, "What?" And it's like, what? What is it about him that people don't see the same thing, even though they're watching the same game? Okay, I'll try my. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think without speaking about Brophy's too much, um, I think you have to take into consideration the position that he's playing. So, you know, with a forward player, you, you take risks, you'll lose the ball sometimes and you might lose the ball more than you keep it. And, you know, you get criticised if you lose the ball, you get criticised if you're safe with the ball. So it's almost kind of a lose-lose situation unless you score or create that um, opportunity. And then also because he's been used in the past as a, a defensive player as yeah. well, he's got different dimensions to his game and that's a strength. But then I think people sometimes get confused as to which one suits him best, you know, and then within games as well, like anyone, everyone loses the ball, everyone makes mistakes, but I think the biggest thing for him is, um, you know, wanting to take those risks, risks, and, you know, you see with his assist at the end, it's a, it's a yeah, game-defining yeah, exactly. yeah, moment, yeah. so people can really say what they want to say at the end of the day. <laughs> he's and the they will. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that's contributed to the win, so, you know, good for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Matt, it's it's t- it's time to talk about, obviously, uh, uh, the game that you're most looking forward to in the entire season, which is the start of the Papa John's <laughs> Trophy on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, I, we're, I won't ask you too much about it, but, but what it does do is it gives us a chance to uh, have a look at players and give game time to some that perhaps uh, wouldn't normally be getting it at this stage of the season yeah I, I think that's a, that's the best way to, to sum the game up I think the most important thing about the game is that um, you know by the sound of it Adam May is going to play a part whether he starts or whether he comes you know comes on at some point I think that's one of the the biggest talking points uh, that will come out of the game and um, you know hopefully come through unscathed you know whether it's you know a 10 minute cameo or 
you know, he plays a, you know, a full half, or we'll see, well, I, I say we'll see, you'll see, Tim, because I won't pay attention at all, so I'll wait for you to report back to me on Tuesday, so, um, but yeah, there's there's other players in the squad as well, you know, Ocadina, uh, I know Ibsen Rossi naturally will be two, I'm um, not sure with, uh, where Brandon Houndstrup is with his, you know, his comeback, so potentially he might play, Harrison will probably get get a game so which will which will be good to keep his uh, fitness levels up and yeah as you say you know there's, there's a lot of players that have probably been knocking on the door and you know been making impressions with, with cameo roles from substitute uh, appearances that you know we will go out there on Tuesday and make uh, Mark's life a lot lot harder because obviously there's a big game on on Saturday away at Wigan and um, you know these people want to be be starting so hopefully they can they can go to that lot up there and you know, it's the only time I hope we win, but even if we lose, I don't really care for once. I'll wait <laughs> till the league game and then I'll start caring a bit more. Well, there we go. I knew, I knew you'd be up for this one. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the ultimate uh, di- dilemma fans. They, they hate the, uh, uh, the competition, but they so want to go and beat Peterborough. That it's like they, you, can, you can imagine the, 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 the gut-wrenching, do I go, do I not, do I go, do I not? But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually turn up to the game. Uh, I mean, financially, it's a, it's a good thing if we can get in and win some games. I think it's 10 grand per game if you win. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not to be sneezed that um, uh, in terms of revenue uh, and, and as you say get players that uh, um, perhaps don't get so much game time we were chatting before we came on air um, obviously Kai has been announced as going out to uh, Kings Lynn uh, courtesy of uh, Josh Coulson um, uh, 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 so he obviously won't be taking part in, in, in this competition is that is that a disappointment or is that just part of the, uh, the, the development of a player? Um, I think it's uh, it's part of the development. Um, it's it's one month loan, so when it, whether he's eligible to you know take part fully in this competition, I'm not sure because it's uh, you know where he's gone is is non-league north, I think, or south. I'm not sure where Kingsland are actually placed, but. You know, for me, he's going out there and he's going to be playing at a, you know a half decent standard for for Kai, and it will toughen him up a little bit. And um, you know, depending on what what we actually do in the competition, that there, there might be you know a way to to get him into a couple of games if need be. You know, if if we start getting a few niggles and everything, but there's a lot of games. You know, I think Mark says it's like ten games in 30 days or something and I'd rather have a you know a fit Kai Yearn ready to to play if we need him than you know take part in, in this game and then drop out again um, you know on the flip side I do hope that Glenn McConnell gets a little bit of a run out because I think you know his, his cameo at Leighton Orient where he was the brightest spark out of a very dark day um, merits him, you know, going into that type of, you know, game where, you know, there could be, you know, a hundred people and there could be two, three thousand people. And, you know, even in the derby, you know, you, you want to go out there and make an impression, don't you? So, you know, hopefully Glenn will start. Uh, if not, as I say, you know, Kai, Kai will be over at Kings Lynn and I hope he gets to run the game soon. And um, I think that will probably benefit him a lot more than taking part in Tuesday's game, if I'm honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Matt, thanks very much for uh, joining us. We shall uh, catch up with you. I'll tell you all about the game you missed on Tuesday and how good it was. Uh, so we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. Um, and uh, just uh, just lastly then, before we go to talk about uh, Cambridge City, uh, 
player development something that uh, you know we all sit and moan about and uh, you know we want the youth to come through but we don't want them to come through and we want them to stay with the club and then we want them loaned out and then we don't want them loaned out and sometimes we say it works really well it, it's a it's a difficult path to chart for for the manager to get the right thing for people but it's better that people play and develop their game than it is that they sit on the sidelines or sit on the subs bench yeah i think i definitely agree um i think uh, in terms of players mentioned and just players in general um, fitness for one you know if you're not playing games you don't want to start expiring if you know what I mean like you don't want to be going going stale so to get some minutes in the legs get match minutes competitive minutes as well because competitive minutes and kind of friendly minutes and under 21s and things like that is very different to being ready for the men's game so I think that's really important um, so the loan, loan options and getting a loan to a good standard is a, a good standard is a great option for a lot of young players and um, an opportunity f- for them to learn their trade. Absolutely. So that's uh, the Papa John's Trophy on Tuesday, uh, Peterborough away, and then uh, obviously uh, Wigan back to uh, league action uh, with the game against Wigan. That's going to be a, a, a difficult game um, and nice long travel, and uh, I think people will travel in numbers to that. So uh, uh, we shall talk about all of that next week. Thanks very much uh, for uh, chatting about that, Celine. We'll just v- quickly finish. Uh, will I do No, I won't, I won't do a jingle because it'll waste time. Uh, Robbie Nightingale, they had the FA Cup uh, game, uh, a 6-1 win uh, against Leighton Town, who they've now drawn in the uh, uh, the trophy game, uh, the next trophy round. Uh, they played Kings Langley yesterday. Uh, this is what uh, Robbie had to say following that game. A nice hot day for a game. I think both sides in the end suffered a little bit from the heat. Yeah, I think so. I thought for large parts of that game we dominated and, and we played, it's probably, I'd say, the best we've played for, for a very long time. Thought our movement and the way the two wide lads rolled inside and allowed our two fullbacks to get on and the, the rotation in midfield and obviously Steph Broccoli, like exceptional player running in behind and you know what Brad Rolt today did a lot of donkey work, you know, for the team, you know, worked hard in the channels and got us up the pitch and some of his link up play certainly first half was 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 really good and yeah, we 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 were over the moon. I, I would say that, you know, we won six one last week. I'd probably say this was a better performance against a I'd say a better team. You know, they got a threat through the through the team. The, the the three up front. You know, we know Rene really well, having played against him a number of years, and, and know what he'll bring to teams. And and yeah, we were, we knew that, you know, they'd be bright, they'd be quick and sharp, and and they'd give us a different type of test that we had last week. So you know, we we did our homework. We knew what we were coming up against, and yeah, thankfully, you know, everything we worked on in the week has, has come off, and you know, we've won two one, and you know, we've hit a bar twice in 10 minutes the first 10 minutes and again it could have been a, a, a very different game but but yeah we're happy to, to win the game and interesting given the conditions I thought you, you were very you were very compact and, and played the ball nicely to each other there wasn't a lot of running around was that a deliberate tactic or well yeah because the way we want to play is get get rolly in the channels but you know it's 35 degree heat you can only do it in bursts so we'd you know, and as he hasn't played an awful lot of football, we had to pick and choose the times we went in. And when we didn't, we had to make sure that we can see conserved energy and, and move the ball around. And by doing that, it made them work harder. And I thought at times, you know, certainly second half, they looked like dead on their feet at times. And, you know, we're just waiting to get that second goal. But again, like, you know, we're probably our, our worst enemies when we're in possession because as soon as we give it away, certainly against teams like Kings Langley that have got that pace in the front three, 
you know, they broke quite quickly and Joe hasn't had an awful lot to do second half, really. Uh, some long-range shots that we'd fancy every day of the week with him in goal. And, and I think the way we sort of saw the game out was, was really pleasing. And uh, interesting, you mentioned Leighton. Uh, it looks like you've drawn Leighton in the uh, next round. So uh, that's going to be a rematch. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, well, thankfully, we haven't got to travel there. So, you know, it's, it's at St Ives. So we know plenty. Um, I know they were complaining having six or seven missing for, for the previous game. So I'm sure they're five, six or seven that were missing will be back and, and it will be a slightly, well, it will be a different game, whatever happens, you know, no two games are the same. So, you know, we need to make sure that we'll do our homework on them again. We'll have them watched again this week and, and then hopefully, you know, for us, it's it's a home game, thankfully, you know, in the, I think the sixth or fifth game we've had, we've finally got a home game. So, yeah, it's, it's good at the moment because, you know, cup wins are, are very important for the club, you know, a, a little bit more prize money today. Um, it seemed like there was a good crowd as well. So, it, it all helps us, you know, sort of get into Sourceton a bit quicker and get that crowdfunder sort of up to where it should be. And and like I say, it's it's tough times, but, you know, we're, we're enjoying at the minute the wins that we're having and it's a pity they weren't six points in the league. And as, as I said, the score was close, but uh, as you said, a number of chances went begging. It, it's good that even though they're not going in, you're still winning the game, but more importantly, you're creating those chances. Yeah, and, and those things that we've certainly worked on this year you know last year's frailties were we didn't score enough goals this year I think we've we've scored plenty I think we're leading goal scorers in the FA Cup so yeah we're really pleased with how how things are going at the minute and you know you look at the group that we've got and we've got players missing you know no Ingrid today there's no Chadwick so you know those guys are going to come back into the group and make it an even stronger group and you talked about pity not it's not six league points you're still not back into uh, league action next week either no and depending on how next week goes we still might not get into it so look we just each week and each game that comes we'll just focus on what we've got in front of us and and hopefully once we get back to league form we'll uh, put our cup form and you know, to, to good effect and, and start winning some games. Which would be good. Uh, they're in a marginally better position than Histon are, but still not a great position in the league. Thanks to uh, to Salim, to Matt, to uh, Lance, to Robbie and everyone else for joining. We shall be back again next week. If you're thinking of watering your garden soon, wait. The daytime heat will make it evaporate. Did you know the best time is in the evening after the day has cooled down? In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. Perhaps you've been a victim of crime, or maybe you or a loved one have been involved in the criminal justice system. Woodfines can help ensure that you get the right representation. Our defence team are available 24-7, and we're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Woodfines. Cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. I think Burley Street is sort of like a, a destination. They hit the street, they go to cafes, benefits the whole local community. At Adam Brooks, we're doing something called whole genome sequencing, and that can tell us much more information. Bourne's a cracker. It's a lovely, old-fashioned village with its lovely babbling brook and its pretty cottages, but it's also got an awful lot going on. This is the most local gig I think I've ever played. I can hear you guys from opening the window. 